De la patrulla de Minos de California. Weather headlines for today, yes. Welcome to the Revenue Generator Podcast. An I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear how industry leaders integrate sales, marketing, product, and customer success into a single business unit with a common goal of optimizing their revenue cycle. We'll unearth how innovators integrate data, technology, people, and processes to expedite demand generation and increase recurring revenue. Sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet a member of the Revenue Generation. Here's the host of the Revenue Generator podcast, the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. Welcome to the Revenue Generator podcast, where we members of the Revenue Generation share solutions for how you can integrate your business to optimize revenue. I'm your host and the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. And today we're going to discuss why sales needs fewer leads. Joining us is Jordan Crawford, who is the CEO at Blueprint which helps B2B companies build go-to-market systems by pain, not persona. They download your customer's buying contacts, score your entire TAM by pain, and then build automated outbound email sequences that get 5 to 33% positive reply rates. Blueprint eliminates the need for your sales team to ever research a company again. So far this week, Jordan and I have talked about more leads by serving fewer customers. And today we're going to wrap up our conversation by discussing scoring your TAMS pain. Okay, here's my conversation with Jordan Crawford, the CEO at Blueprint. Jordan, welcome back to the show. I value is touch or go based on our last episode, but I'm glad to be here. You know what, Jordan, you recovered. Folks, what you don't understand is that offline here, Jordan's committed to sending me a, a case of whiskey. So Jordan, I will give you the address for shipping that whiskey out. So I have to say, I've been looking forward to this conversation for a while, Jordan, simply because I tell you, you know, bouncing around in this CMO's brain, so much of what I think about is how much ceiling do I have, right? How much room do I have for my market? And I have to say, as the CMO of Lean Data, it's something that is constantly in my brain, right? So how big is the market? And then how big is the serviceful available market? And I think in terms of generalities, right? Jordan, you've got a, a hack, like you hate that term, I know, but you've got a heuristic here for us, right? Which is, how do we get to the TAM by understanding pain? So start us out, where do we start with this? So first, we have to understand, there's a great quote, and I don't recall the person said it, but we shape our tools and thereafter our tools shape us. And this is the problem that we think, oh, I'll just export my TAM from Zoom Info and I'll send them all a message, right? And that worked in the early days when an email was hard to find. And Doug, you got one cold email a month. You're like, oh, a cold email. I'll reply to this cold email. <laughs> oh, a stranger wants to talk with me? A and there's a link? Oh, check it out. Yeah. They're Nigerian and they're a prince. Yeah, yeah. I could, well, a million dollars. <laughs> so I think that what this is, is we need to get off the drug of just download the TAM and that's your TAM. And, and we need to really understand if we could sort of wave a magic wand and have perfect information on the companies in our total addressable market, what would we care about? So let's talk about this with a particular company example here. So let's talk about Chili Piper, right? They're yeah, I'm sure you're familiar. It's a tool to be able to schedule meetings on your website, right? So what is their TAM? Well, 
they were early on, they were kind of the only game in town that you could do that. So their TAM was like kind of any B2B company. They could go and say, hey, you know, you're jumping all this leads into your CRM and you're not doing anything, but the market has changed, right? That's not their TAM anymore because now there's tools like Qualified that will allow you to do that. Like Drift will allow you to do that. The market has kind of caught up and realized that we don't want to send people down a black hole. So now a, a better, more nuanced TAM is, who has a form that they know doesn't convert? So B2B SaaS, right? So I'm going to look at their pricing page, right? Do they have an enterprise option? I'm going to look at different business model things on their site. And then I want to score their forms. So if I click book a demo, how long is that form? What are the form fields? What other technologies do they have that identify that, that may be already there scheduling meetings, right? And so I'm going to look at their traffic too. So now now I can triage which companies have a ton of traffic, are doing the worst version of lead capture, have no other tools to capture meetings, and they seem to have long you know, time on site. And I can combine that data to say, Doug, you at Lean Data are probably getting about 150 leads a week but you have six layers in your form and you're asking things that technology already knows. Like how many employees do you have? What's your title? If you use the chili piper form, we know that we can move that 150 to 350 based on these three or four other companies that we that are in your space. So that's what this looks like. I love that example. And, and folks, if you don't know who chili piper is, they have a counter routing tool. I think, as you said, Jordan, they were the originator in the marketplace. They've grown quite a bit. Great tools, great technology. Give me another example in the SaaS world. Sure. We're having a conversation with this company called Brenify, and they are on websites like BevMo, right? So they kind of do three pieces here. They will help you collect data insights about your visitors, create a journey optimization for that exact visitor, and then provide some predictive suggestions about what they like next. So for example, Doug, I know that you said that you're going to send me a case of whiskey, right? And we know that you, we've, we, we can edit around the original request, <laughs> but like, you, you know, you're, you're on Bedmo, you're buying whiskey, right? And so if you land on Bevmo after you bought your case of whiskey and they show you wine, like they're not going to convert you as well, right? If they show you the latest whiskey from, you know, the Scotch Highlands, right? Like, you know, oh, well, that sounds very interesting, right? So you might think, okay, well, how can we identify companies that are really good fits for this? Well, you might think of how can you look at the market and say, this is a journey that they've identified that a lot of companies go through. The first is they collect data. The second is that they try to create a journey optimization sort of customer map. And then it's sort of predictive insights. So they have a good enough understanding of the market that these are the three steps that companies go for. So we want heuristics about which companies are in which of those three buckets so we can speak to them. So we might look at, you know, we talked about traffic, we might look at traffic, but like we can go even deeper and look at Google Tag Manager and see which of their pages they're tagging. So I know now that they're thinking really deeply about, I want to know who goes to this page or, or that page. And we can kind of look in the code and determine that. We want to look at their terms and their privacy disclosures to talk about what data they're capturing. Doug, we're going to get your, your first name, your last name, your hair color, what your children think of you. We're going to ask for all those things, right? So I'm going to look at the privacy policy to determine what they care about capturing. I'm going to look at other like fingerprint information. So are they asking for your location? Are they trying to capture 
email? Do they ask for an SMS, right? So do you have an app, right? Do they link off to an app to the app store? So I kind of can gauge, are they in this moment of data collection? And if they're there, then I can speak to that exact moment in their sort of journey to personalize. Jordan, really interesting stuff. And I have to say, I'm, I'm going to guess that the Zoom Info version of the TAM versus your TAM, there's quite a big distance between the two of them. In other words, it's much more concentrated and it's a cohort that's experiencing the pain currently, not just this general idea of all these companies that might experience your pain based on, say, demographics or based on technographics, right? I want to turn the lens back on your organization, though. How would you guys go about using this model to go identify ideal customers for you? Sure. Yeah, that's a great question. So let's talk about heuristics that, you know, the the two problems that we talk about solving is that you have sales reps that are spending a lot of time researching accounts and figuring out what to say to them, right? And these are two distinct problems that we might be able to score for. So let's talk about kind of, you know, we've got the sort of high layer TAM, which is like, you know, sort of close your eyes, throw a dart, and does it come somewhere near the wall where the dartboard is, right? So what that looks like is, you know, companies that are above 100 employees, because if you're too small, you don't know who the hell your customer is, right? It's like, well, we, you know, they're doctors, they're lawyers, they're, they're dentists, right? It's like, so, okay, get rid of those people. So we can pull that kind of stuff from the Zoom infos of the world. Now we want to know something about sales density, right? So do you have a lot of sales density? So, and the way that we think about that is like, how many people in your sales team relative to your total employees? So if you're a sales-led organization, I know that you probably have more of this pain than if you're a marketing-led organization, right? Or if you have no sales, I'm not even going to bother going after you, right? Then I might want to have an understanding. I might want to look at job descriptions here and say, what kind of tooling are you talking about in your sales? So we talked about this in the last episode, but one of the heuristics that we look for is if they say, hey, we're hiring you as an SDR to build lead lists, right? Like, I know that that's not the way that you should do this. You should think about scoring your TAM. I have an insight to bring to you. If they talk about things like you're the first sales, right? Like I know something about kind of their moment. I might also be able to determine something from their website about the complexity of their motion. So, you know, we talk about like whether it's like lead routing tools that I can tell about what is the complexity of their form situation. And the other thing that is, this is like, this piece is a little bit more art than science and I don't know that I've quite cracked it, but if a company has a lot of solutions, I generally know they're a bad fit for me because they, they haven't picked and they probably don't know their insight. But if you look at companies like even Thinkific, right, which they develop courses, they have like one product that does one thing. It's to sell your course online, right? That's going to be a much easier customer for me to work with because they probably know who their ICP is. They probably know their buyer persona. So the more laser focused the company is with who they sell to, the better I'm going to have a chance at succeeding. So number of product lines is also something that that I look for. So those are the types of things that kind of will help me whittle down who's a really good fit for, for us. So Jordan, you've had a lot of client experience. So, and I think one of the wonderful things about what you do and what other organizations like yours do is you get this incredible range of experience, direct hands-on experience. So it's almost a little bit like, you know, kind of cheating at this point, which is to say, you're not confined to this idea of just the experience you get in your own day-to-day. You're actually getting to lift great information and insights from the companies you service. You've got some hacks in here, man. You've got some heuristics, I think, that other marketers can grab and say, this is a good indicator of a need, of a pain. So the hardest thing here is that 
most people are going to market by attempting to boil the ocean. And the, the, what I try to do is to turn that ocean into a pond and find the area of the pond where there are the biggest fish. And so w- what that means in practice is you need to take your product and figure out what is the job to be done? What is, how, do you, how do you calculate back to something like revenue or time? And the things that are sort of perennial problems for everyone. And so, like, for example, we worked with Main Street. Now, Main Street provides you tax credits, right? And they basically can give you what we determined was $9,000 per product engineer or designer on your team. Well, that's fine and dandy, but uh, how do I amp up that? How do I find the highest possible value? What's the craziest number I can say to you, Doug? Well, let's dive into it a little bit deep in Main Street's example. And this is a little harder to do in kind of an abstract company, but let's talk about Main Street. Well, you can get a credit for up to five years from when you were founded. So I know your founded date, so I, I can already multiply by five. So if you were founded now, I can say, well, based on your product design and folks in engineering, and if you were founded, you know, this year, I can multiply that by five. Well, that's fantastic. Now I can say a larger number, right? But it doesn't stop there. I can actually go look at the roles that you're hiring in that organization and multiply that also by five. So what I can do is I can amp that up and I can play into loss aversion and say, every month we pay out monthly, every month you wait, you are losing $32,468. So if you don't sign up by this date, that money, the federal government has it back in their pocket. You can't get it. And so Main Street, you know, if you look at their ads, they say, hey, we can get you back X 20% of blah, blah, right? It's like, oh, that's, that's nice. It's free money. Like, you know, free money is great. But if I can say a specific number and I can amp up that loss, that amount of total money, then I can start to really get kind of amazing reply rates from the people like you that are inundated with cold email because it's too hard for you to ignore an email like that because I have amplified the pain by looking at a bunch of different data sources. I imagine that the jobs to be done approach and, and just folks that have not heard of this before, I think a lot of people have, the jobs to be done idea very simply is you're not selling a product per se, you're selling what that product's goal, what its job is, right? So an example would be, you're not buying a toothbrush, you're buying dental health, or you're buying clean teeth, right? I imagine that's also a shortcut, because I know you take the term hack, right? But I also imagine that's a shortcut for us, right? Which is to say, if you can understand the job to be done, you have a much higher likelihood of understanding the pain. If you understand the pain, we can provide a service that helps you understand which companies are experiencing that pain. And therefore, you can actually have a TAM that's meaningful, that's useful. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, and just like another example of this is like, like if you go to drift.com and qualify.com today, the products are fairly similar conversational chatbots, right? You go to drift.com and their messaging used to be, we're the revenue operating system. I don't know what that means. I don't know if anyone knows what that means. They change it to be conversational intelligence. Okay, at least it's now somewhat specific, but qualified says, we help you book meetings with your highest intent users. Oh, Like, oh shit, like way better. Like now I understand. Okay, so you're going to tell me the people that visit my website, you're going to give me just those 2% that I know can can write me a million dollar check and you're going to allow my SDRs to engage with them. Amazing. I suddenly understand the problem that you're trying to solve. And it's a lot easier for a company like that that knows intrinsically their value to their customers to go find 
who has high intent website visitors, who is like missing out on that type of really amazing traffic. And from that, then you can start to say, what data can I mine to say, how can I tell if this is both B2B and they have high intent? Full disclosure, folks, we just need a bunch of partners for lean data. And I have to say, I don't pick favorites. Qualified and Drift are fantastic products. But I will say it's a really interesting case study, uh, Jordan, <laughs> which is, right, who, who's better at describing themselves, right? Who's better at actually getting to the core? Uh, I had a guest on the other day, might have heard of him, this guy named Matt Hines, right? He's, he's sort of the oracle of modern marketing, if you will. And his value prop is we help companies sell stuff. That's his core message, right? It's ultimately, talk about, you know, the jobs to be done. <laughs> Wow. It's pretty crystal clear, but I feel like maybe you're a bit of an oracle here too, Jordan, right? Your job is to come in. You've got something very, very, very specific you need to get done, which is you need to make sales and SDR organizations that much more efficient, right? They need to be more efficient because guess what? There's a lot of zombies spend out there on these organizations. They're spending tons and tons of money. And guess what? They're not getting the return. But your job isn't just coming in and going, here's how I'm going to lift you guys up. You've got to be able to say, what are your jobs to be done? And then after that, I'm going to help you understand your pain. Once I understand your pain, I can go identify what your actual target market looks like. Am I oversimplifying this, Jordan, or is that exactly what the approach is? No, no, that's right. Uh, and by the way, I love Drift. I have used it to convert tons of companies. You know, I've, I've worked for companies <laughs> and, and used Drift. So th this is only to say, and they're huge, right? Like they, they didn't get there by accident. They know what they're doing. So that is all just to say that from an outbound perspective, that's how targeted you have to be. I cannot send a message about conversational intelligence in outbound. It just will not work. From an inbound perspective, people already kind of know what Drift is. Like that might resonate with them. And so I'm, I want to just like make it very, clear what I'm talking about here is that the the bar for outbound is so high, I cannot go to someone with a message like that is on a lot of these companies' sites, right? I have to actually distill the pain to something so precise that that person at that company will respond. And so the way that you've described what I do is actually pretty good, but it's just that out the bar for outbound is so much higher than getting your messaging on your website, right? Because you are actively coming from a sort of wide tool, which is like a marketing website, to a very specific person's inbox. And that, and the way that a lot of people do sales in that way is like marketing. They treat your inbox like a Facebook ad. And that's the problem is that that Facebook ad says, save 20% on solar. And it's like, ugh. Um, but it's much better to say like, your roof has a, a 1,600 four feet available for solar panels based on the azimuth here and like the Western facing notion that, and your average electricity rates that you're going to save $1,344 a year uh, if you switch to solar, like is that money that you would like in your pocket? So that's what this looks like when you understand the pain. And if you can deliver that message one-on-one, -on -one, your marketing becomes way easier too, because you can target those same people in marketing channels. But you have to start with understanding how your customers contextualize the pain. And it's not, it's, whatever it is, it's not how you think. Like <laughs> the customers are going to talk about it in a different way than the value that you think it is. Jordan, I have to say, I've really enjoyed this conversation. You, you've, you've got such a, a really interesting way. And I think a much better way of thinking about understanding your market size and then how to generate quality interest based on that understanding, particularly the pain. So really appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for letting me talk. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm grateful. And, and just to set the record straight, the case of whiskey is coming my way. It's not going towards Jordan. Good try. Good try, Jordan. <laughs> the editor, get, editor will fix that problem. No, no, no. That stays. That stays. <laughs>
All right, this wraps up this episode of the Revenue Generator Podcast. Thanks to Jordan Crawford, CEO at Blueprint, for joining us. If you would like to contact Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes or visit his company website at blueprintgtm.com. That's blueprintgtm.com. Just one link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while listening to this podcast, shame on you. Head over to therevgenpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter, apply to be a speaker on the Revenue Generator podcast, or you can even share your revenue generation questions, which we'll answer live in the show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is at RevGenPod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Market Advocate. If you haven't subscribed yet and want a daily stream of RevGen strategies in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app. And we'll be back in your feed on the next business day. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, keep cranking because the revenue isn't going to generate itself.